not exactly the easiest question to answer, right? If I asked you guys to write down what does love mean, I'd probably get 60 different answers. Um, and as you see there, it's, it's not one of those uh, things that um, comes easy to, to many people. Love is something that is hard. Um, and we're going to talk about love today. And, and we're going to try to figure out what love is. I want to answer that question for you today. When you leave here today and someone says, what is love? I want you to just be able to look at them and say, love is. And so we're going to look at that today. And, and it's not going to surprise you, I don't think, uh, where we're going to look. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 13. Okay, and this isn't going to be your typical 1 Corinthians 13 sermon, uh, I don't think, at least. So (laughs) don't just zone out. Don't consider this nap time. Stay awake. Focus with me. I promise you um, that it might be worth it. So so let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and this is what the first three uh, verses say. It says, If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love... I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but I have not love. And the first thing I ask is, how can that be true? How can that be true? See, because if I know everything... Like, if I'm literally that intelligent that I know everything, and it says that I can speak in tongues, and, and some of, we're, we're Baptist-based, so some of us aren't comfortable with tongues, so let's just say multiple languages. I just, I know lots of languages. And, and I'm the most charitable person on earth, right? I, I just give, and I give, and I give, and I give, and I give. Um, and, and, and I can prophesy. It says, I mean, I can tell you the future and I understand literally everything, how can that mean nothing? How can that mean nothing? Scripture there tells us in the absence of love, all that it, it means nothing. So it tells me a couple things here. One, it tells me that love is pretty important. And two, it tells me that we better understand what love is. I know what you're thinking, Dave. Show me... Consider that my audition for the worship team. Luckily, in this passage, we don't have to wait long to find out because it gets right to it. And this is what it tells us. In, in verse 4 through the end of the chapter, it says, uh, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. There's that never having to say you're sorry. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. And where there are tongues, they will be stilled. And where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we know uh, that we prophesy, prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the impiled, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Okay, so here in this chapter, it pretty much explains, uh, answers the, the first question I asked, how can all this be true? And it's because love is the one thing out of all that that will persevere. 
Love is the one thing out of all that that will persevere. People may forget uh, how charitable you were, and they may forget how smart you were, and they may forget um, all the things that you've done, but they will never forget how you made them feel. How did you love them? Um, love, because this, this, this chapter, it, it love is kind, and love is patient, and love does suffer long, and it does not. So we're going to dig in deeper this, but I'm going to answer that question right now. What is love? Is sacrifice. Love is sacrifice. Love is sacrifice. We accomplish love through sacrifice. See, um, to be patient, in order to be patient, we sacrifice our time. Kindness requires that we sacrifice our self-centeredness. Envy that we sacrifice our desires. Boasting that we sacrifice recognition. Not always easy, is it? Pride means that we sacrifice our ego. Rudeness, that we sacrifice our true thoughts and feelings. I mean, many of you, like me, I know this because you are like me and we've talked. Your, your first instinct when somebody says something is like, zing, you know, I'm going to get it. That's gotcha. How can I be sarcastic? How can I hit back? You know, how can I make you laugh? Blah, blah, blah. How can I make a joke out of what you're saying? It's sort of how I am. That way I don't have to deal with real feelings. Um, but hey, that's my own issue. Get over it. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and in order to, to love others, we must, it's backed up in Scripture, okay? We're going to look at a lot of verses. We're going to look at them in quick succession. Um, and, and I just want you guys uh, to see this, okay? John 3.16, it says that God so loved the world that he sacrificed his son, Okay? Uh, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If we look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, it says, This is love, not that we love God, but that God, uh, he loved us, and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. If we look at John chapter 15, verses 12 and 13, it says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down. So we look at all these things and it shows us, Scripture shows us that love is sacrifice. It looks like when, when we are accomplishing love, when we are, when we are really, um, all this stuff was put to the test for me last night. This stuff has just been falling in my lap every week I preach and so I'm going to thank God for that. But I'll tell you what, I almost lost my mind last night. Yesterday was Cordelia's birthday. Um, and we had a great birthday party. She loved it. She was grateful for all the presents. Um, she just thought, you know, the day was fantastic. But she got multiple Lego sets. And I've been studying all week this passage. Love is patient. Love is kind. Uh, slow to anger. And, and it's not pride. And, 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 you know, I'm just like, I'm trying to put this stuff into effect, but patience is not my strong suit. And so here I am just trying to, like, put these things into practice. And then God's like, here's a Lego set and a four-year-old enjoy. And I'm like, son of a... Right? So it's like early on, we're doing really good. This thing has like 400 some odd pieces. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Uh, from now on, I'm just buying toys that come pre-assembled. I'll tell you that much right now. And so early on, I'm showing Cordelia like, find this piece and find that piece. Now put these two pieces together and put those two pieces together and then snap those all together. And by the end, I'm just like, Cordelia, stop talking. For the love of all that's holy. Please just stop talking. 
we're going to be okay. And so like halfway through, I'm no longer like, find this piece and find that piece. I'm like, peace, peace, snap, snap, crap, you know, getting it together. And she's like, can I play with this? I'm like, no, it's not done. Just leave it alone. Okay? Like Legos were made by Satan. And I'm going to try to beat him up. But he's probably got security because Lord knows he's made enough money. And it's just little piece after little piece. And I'm saying, love is patient. Love is kind. Cordelia, go to your room. And she's like, what did I do, Daddy? Nothing. You did nothing. I just still want to live. And, you know, that, I sat there thinking afterwards, and I was like, man, this was like parenting fail. I really screwed this up. I started off great. My intentions were, well, I was going to do this with my daughter and we were going to love each other and we were going to show, you know, work together and it was going to be awesome. We were going to accomplish this together and by the end, this would be a wonderful thing that we did together. Patience went out the door. Soon after, kindness went away. You know, I, ugh. And it was just like, how fast can I possibly get this done and get back to the Cardinals game? And it started to kind of work within me because, like I said, I've been studying this passage all week, and I'm thinking, how in the world am I supposed to teach this little thing about love if I am not? And I sat there and I told Jerick, I said, listen, I don't know how anybody stays. Like, if you do that, man or woman, God bless you. Heavy drink, but we shouldn't talk about the hand <laughs> church. I mean, good grief. Who am I talking to? You guys tell her later. I don't see how she does it. She's got Forbes. Like, those boys are boys. Like, if you want to show a parent, this is what might happen if you have a boy, you just go to the Kennard house. Okay? The rest of y'all got boys, and you're like, man, my boy's wild and crazy, and I can ad- admit that. Yes, they are. I have a daughter. So much easier. We have another kid. I want a girl. I don't want a boy. Not even for two seconds. Don't want one. Okay? But you go to that house, and you're like, whew. And she comes in on Sundays, and, like, I still see her smile. And I, like, nudge Jericho. I'm like, they didn't break her yet. Everything's good. You know? All that to say, I really look up to Nicole. And the alone time that that probably requires. People that we love them by the things that we give up. Some of us give up our sanity. Um... But we look at this idea of sacrifice, of what it really truly means to love, and the idea of marriage, probably the most highly celebrated show of love in, in our society today, it's built on the idea of sacrifice. Now, I'm going to this passage, too. I'm hitting this one, and like every woman's going to throw something at me. Because every time I uh, do a wedding, this is the one question I always get from the bride. She's like, uh, yeah, can you take that part about obey out of the vows? And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then I speak on this passage in the marriage ceremony. Wives, submit to your husbands. It's great. They love me for that. I'm like, yeah, we won't say anything about obey. Um, but let's not stop. Let's not this line. It says submit to one another. Okay, one another, gentlemen, out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another. That's Ephesians 5.21. It goes on and it tells the wives, it says submit to your husbands. Allow him to be the head of the household as uh, Christ was the head of the Honest, I'm not uh, too macho to admit this. Women are smarter than men. That's why you live longer. 
It doesn't take like three minutes on a YouTube video to figure out that women are more intelligent than men. Overall, you are just probably the more superior creature. Okay, but if you need me to open some kind of jar and you can't quite get it done, I will do my best. You know what I mean? So it's like, what, really, who's winning here? Um, and so it's a sacrifice for you all to, to sit there and, and look at this scripture and, and really dive into it and read and say, I'm going to let my husband uh, be the head of the household. I'm going to support him in this because it says that, that he should be as Christ was the head of the church. And so in that itself is a sacrifice. For guys, scriptures like these guys are dumb. They're idiots. Uh, so we're going to spell it out. We look at Ephesians 5.25 and it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. See, this is how it works. You ready for me to explain marriage to you? I've been mar- how long have we been married? Winning. Six years? Six years this year. Yes, because we're married in 11. I can do math. Simple. It's great. Um, so I'm going to teach all of you who've been married much longer than me, uh, some of you multiple times. Uh, was that a dig? I'm just saying, some of you have more experience than me. I'm going to teach you about marriage. That's my point. That's where I'm going with this. My mom was married multiple times. My uncle multiple times. I'm not digging a hole because she's taught me everything I should not do. Let's just be clear about that. But here's my point, people. You're about sorry. Here we go. Here we go. Wives and when husbands, you inspire the confidence in them. Hear me on that? Some of you are thinking, my wife, a little self-reflection time. Wives will submit to their husband that the kids come first, that when you make a decision, when you say this is where we are going to go, you are, you are positively the best direction for your family, for her. For... And so here we have marriage and we see that in itself, it's, it's set up on sacrifice together, one sacrificing for the others. There were a couple definitions in that video that I did like. One of them uh, was the 80-year-old man seemed like he was sort of from the Northeast, and he talked about how um, love to him was that he and his wife uh, brought the best out in each other, that they did whatever they could to, to, to lead the other one to be their best selves. And there was another definition, and the person said, it means sometimes doing things that you don't want to do. Because the other person wants to. That truly is love um, in, 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 at its base. Uh, as Christians, sh- shouldn't our lives model Christ? And if Scripture tells us that there's no greater sacrifice than that a man laid down his life for his friends, what do we say about a man who laid down his life not only for his friends, but for people who despised him, for people who spit on him, for people that bit, uh, uh, beat him, for people that nailed him to a cross and, and hung him on the cross and let him suffocate in his own blood. If that man can lay down his life for people that are not only his friends and not only his enemies, what does that say about him? What does that say about the love that he inspires? What does that say about the love that he is encompassed in and that he is trying to get all of us to accomplish too? Because as Christians, if we're supposed to be like Christ and we want to model our lives after Christ, we have to sacrifice. Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, it says, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Here's the deal. Every day, we have opportunities to show someone else that they are more important than fill in the And instead of getting your coffee that morning, you give that to the person on the corner who says, hungry, homeless, God bless. What if you've seen that person on the corner 
six weeks in a row? Does it turn from here's my coffee money to get a job, you bum? Every day we have an opportunity to show someone in our lives that you are more important than. It's one of the reasons that here at Cross Point we do the whole mission 20 whatever year it is because we want to show others that you are more important than. I'm sacrificing a little bit of what I have so that we can perform. What can you sacrifice to show your loved ones that they are more important than? The Lego set, and no matter how much it seems to be killing you inside, you decide that you are going to be by step on building this canoe with 742 pieces. Tonight, I've got cleanup. Go upstairs or down the hall. Run yourself a bath. I'll get the kids ready for bed. I'll put them in bed. I will take care of everything. Grant, don't look at your wife. You have no kids, okay? She does it all, we know. Enough, you know? <laughs> but, but maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Or maybe it's saying, hey, I, I bought you flowers just because. I'm terrible at that too. Baby, I'm sorry. You deserve better. It's a random Tuesday in the middle of April. Here's some flowers. Just because you're wonderful and you're fantastic and I love you. Or maybe it's telling a coworker, hey, I'll stay a few minutes late so you can really learn this process because you need to learn this process. I'm going to buy you lunch today. Maybe it's just saying, hey, and that I think you're wonderful. And that if you ever need anything, I'm here. Here's my phone number. Here's my email address. Text me, call me, email me, do whatever. But I'm here. Every day we have the opportunity to show people that they come first. That we are willing to sacrifice of self to show them the love of Jesus, which ultimately says, you, all of you, come first. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, I come to you right now. Uh, I thank you for this day. I thank you um, for this opportunity to be in your presence, fellow believers, and and by some that may not be believers, Lord. And I pray that uh, as human beings, we just learn that, that, that we can love and that we can do it on a daily basis and that, you know, we, we love everything these days. We love tacos and we love toys and we love TV shows and, and all that stuff is cool, but it's not love. That love means that we act like Christ, that we see a need and that we fill that need. Even if it requires that, that, that we have to give of self, even if it requires that we take second place. God, love is a wonderful thing. And we can know everything and we can have tremendous faith and we can be charitable, Lord. But you tell us here that if we don't have love, what does it mean? Nothing. So today, Lord, I pray that um, we just all understand that love does mean sacrifice and that the greatest show of love ever given is the love that you showed when you gave your son up to die on a cross.
And when he went willingly to say that, that we love the world, that it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been or how bad you think you may be, but we love you and we sacrifice for you. That sacrifice covers all, Lord. That is love. So if anybody today needs that love in their life, if they say, I haven't really experienced that before, I don't really know much about it, but I'd like to talk to you about it. I'd like to um, just know more about that. Lord, let them come see me. I, along with some others, will be in the back ready to pray, ready to talk, whatever, whatever someone needs, Lord. Let them know that this is a safe place, that we want to speak with them, and, and that we will help in any way that we possibly can. In your son's name we pray. Amen.